Brothers and sisters, you walk into the church, you dip your finger in holy water after a few months probably, and then you genuflect when you enter the church, you're composed, you're quiet, you have good posture, you do all these things because you recognize the context. Now you're walking into the house of God, there's a kind of instinctual respect, kind of a reverence that's given to the church because you know where you're going. This is kind of instinctual for all of us who are believers, all of us who frequent the sacraments, all of us who are involved in our faith. We understand this and we just do it kind of automatically. We see a cross, maybe we'll kiss it, we'll make the sign of the cross. We have reverence for holy things. That's because they're God's things and we understand that. They belong to God and we revere God by revering the things of God. There's a story in the Old Testament in the book of Daniel, the prophet. It's Daniel chapter 5 if you want to read it. Just a quick summary of the story. Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had conquered Israel, Judah. He had conquered Judah and he had went in and pillaged the temple and he had taken the vessels, the sacred vessels from the temple and brought it back to him to Babylon. So his son Belshazzar became king after Nebuchadnezzar and he had this big party and they were drinking wine and there was a lot of sexual depravity going on. There many sins were happening in this party. They were getting drunk and so on. And Belshazzar the king commanded that the vessels from the temple of God which were put away would be brought to the party. And they were brought and they poured wine in them and they used them to get even more drunk. And then the king Belshazzar went home that night and what he saw in his room, in his palace, was a hand writing something on the wall. Long story short, he turns white, gets anxious, has it interpreted to him by Daniel, and then he dies that night. He's slain that night. This is how valuable things that belong in the temple are to God. This is how valuable that otherwise unholy, very secular, very ordinary things like vessels, even if they're made of gold, this is how valuable they are to God because they are the things of God. They are set apart for the sake of the temple and for liturgical worship. It is the same thing with the church. You walk into the church and you have this reverence for the church because you know that this thing is set apart for God. We revere these things. You couldn't imagine somebody taking one of, the, one of the chalices that we use for Mass for the precious blood of Christ, somebody taking that and putting, I don't know, Sprite in it and just drinking Sprite out of a chalice, it would be horrible and it would be a heinous crime. These things are revered because they are set apart for God. This is kind of what's going on in the Gospel reading today. Jesus goes into the temple and he sees people taking advantage of each other uh, with, the, with the trades, with the selling of these various animals that are offered for, for sacrifice. They overcharge people because they can only buy it at the temple. They were money changers that the, the, the exchange rate was highly inflated because they had to use temple money. They couldn't use uh, Roman currency in the temple. 
So they, the exchange rate was very inflated just so that they can take advantage of people because they had to do it because they had a monopoly. And so Jesus goes in and he throws their, overthrows their tables, makes a whip of coins, drives them out, and he says, don't make my house a house of trade. Don't take advantage of the house of God and use it for your personal benefit. They are taking what is holy and using it for their own benefit, profaning it. But there's a shift now. With Jesus comes a huge shift in the history of religions in general. Certainly with Judaism and Christianity, but also all of religions. Because in all religions, and even down to Catholicism today, we have things that are set apart for God, like places, like items. We have it still now in Catholicism. If you go to Fatima, if you go to Lourdes, if you go to Rome, if you go to Jerusalem, these places are kind of set apart from other places, from other geographical areas, because somehow or another there's a conduit stronger there to God. That's the thought. Certain churches are, this is a cathedral. This is a cathedral because this is the bishop's church. It has a kind of higher status than other, other churches would. So there are these places, there are these things that are set apart more so than other things because of its relation to God. The shift that Jesus introduces into the history of religions is that Jesus comes and he says this thing that he said at the last part of the gospel reading, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. And they say, how are you going to do that? Uh, it took 46 years to build this temple. But then St. John says, he spoke of the temple of his body. When he was raised from the dead, his disciples realized that he was speaking of his body. Now, the holy place, the holy thing, the holy vessel is the body of Jesus Christ. That's where God is concentrated. That's where God is found. No longer in the temple, no longer in a building, no longer in just some place, even though we do revere certain places and items and things like that in relation to God, but where God is present is in the body of Christ, in the humanity of Jesus Christ. The shift continues when Jesus shares himself with us. In the Eucharist, in the Qurbana, Jesus makes himself fully present. That's where Christ is. That's where God is. That's where God dwells. Now, the presence of God is not in one place in Jerusalem somewhere. The presence of God is found wherever a priest is consecrating bread and wine and making them the body and blood of Christ. The presence of God is wherever there is a tabernacle that contains within it the, the Eucharist. This is now the presence of God. And Jesus extends that presence to us. He gives us himself. He dwells in our bodies. So now this is the shift. This is why St. Paul says, do you not know when he's talking about sexual sins? He says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? The holy place now is the Eucharist. The conduit between us and God is the Qurbana, and that is given to us, and we become now that dwelling place of God. We become that temple. We become, in our bodies, within our bodies and within our souls, God's house. So what does that say now about the vessels of God of the Old Testament, how much God values them? 
King Belshazzar used them to drink wine and he was condemned and slain that night. What does that say about you and I and the value that God attributes to our bodies, to our souls? What is God, how much does God value the person that is next to you, whom he also gives himself to and uses to construct a temple for himself? This is why when the church talks about human dignity and the, the, the great value that is owed to every human person, that's just on a natural level. That's owed to everybody, whether they're a Christian or not, because everybody's created in the image of God. But you and I now, God has elevated us even beyond that. God has given us Himself in the Eucharist. God has baptized us. He's made us one with Christ. We must value ourselves, not because of ourselves, but because God has brought us to Himself. Because like vessels, we can't just abuse them and use them for some ordinary means and profane them because they belong to God, because they are set apart for God. Well, so are you and so am I. So is your body and mind. So is your soul and mind. Set apart for God and therefore meant to be revered and respected in every single manner. Not because of ourselves, but because God has used us for Himself because now we live always in relation to God as one of His vessels in the temple. Brothers and sisters, God has given us this great gift of bringing us to Himself, consecrating us, really making us one with His own body. And in doing so, has elevated us beyond our imagination, but it is for us now to treat ourselves and one another as infinitely valuable because God has deemed it so. Amen.